Before we start today, there's something you need to do. There's a conference coming up March 30th to April 2nd, and it's being run by the CHFA, the Canadian Health Food Association. If you're not a member, you should probably go and figure out how to be a member. Uh, if you are a member and you haven't signed up to attend the show yet, uh, you should definitely do that. CHFA hosts CHFA Now. It's Canada's largest conference and trade show dedicated to all things natural, organic, and wellness. The show's in Vancouver. There'll be lots of retailers there. If you're a retailer and you're not there yet, you have a, a, another day left to get signed up for a VIP package that's filled with perks. If you're a brand, you should definitely sign up. This will be a great place to find new partners and um, to be able to get some deals done. Head to chfanow.ca slash Vancouver to find out more. Welcome to This Commerce Life. We are an unscripted podcast dedicated to small businesses and entrepreneurs in the retail and consumer packaged goods space in Canada and the United States. I am Phil Chang, co-host and co-founder. And I'm Kenny Venucci, co-host and co-founder of This Commerce Life. Our love is the journey to retail, and our passion is sharing that with you every week. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, and you? I'm doing oh. okay. You need to turn on a camera. There I am. Hey. Hey. How are you? Hold on. I am good. Excellent. Long time no see. Right? <laughs> I know. I feel like this is deja vu. <laughs> yeah, it was a little practice session we had. <laughs> I know, I know. Exactly. I know. I love it. I love it. How are you? I am doing good. Excellent. Yeah, we um yeah, it's it's not cold outside. It's a new day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I quiet hear you. in the office. So <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of nice though, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice to walk into. Not it's absolutely a, chaos, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> a nice yet. way to start the morning, right? Is is to just kind of like Easy. nobody get in my face yet, nobody, <laughs> you know. And then, as much as like both of us love people, I feel like Kenny and I, but there are moments you're just like, it's not, it's too early to say good morning. It's too early to do anything. Just go to your desk. <laughs> Go to your desk. Let's all ease into the day together, shall we? That's exactly it. That's That's sometimes what it is. You just want to kind of just float into it. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Right. What's anything new and exciting with you guys? Um, what's new? So we've kind of um. I don't know what's new. So, so we, we are in the midst of like um, getting retailers on um, you're, nice. you're one of them. We, we talked to a wonderful lady who has um, more energy than the two of us combined yesterday. Seriously. Um, oh my God. Marsha Iber, Um And, and she runs a, uh going to get it wrong. A gluten-free store. Is yeah. that right, Kenny? In yeah, she runs a gluten-free store in Calgary. Oh, um, I'm, I have not been there. It's up yeah, district yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just open so, last month. Yeah, lo- open last month. So we talked to her and, and she was 
she was a lot of energy she's like we we loved her like we we loved the energy but it was like um thank god right like because had had we you know because um for listeners like we're recording this at at like 10 a.m my time and 7 a.m kenny's time and 8 a.m beth's time yeah if we got marcia this time it would be i i need i needed to work into the morning yeah 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 yeah, exactly yeah, what we yeah. were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was awesome though. Like, she's just, she was like, really awesome. Full of yeah. energy, like holy yeah. moly. Yeah, and she's got a vision that you like. She clearly knows what she wants and and how to get there. So she's just you know doesn't quite know how. She's like all the pieces are not clear, but she's definitely working her way there. Yeah, and she tries. Nobody's getting yeah. in her way, right? Like I think is really cool. Yeah. 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 Does she manufacture as well? Like does she? Does she she hasn't created anything? No, no, no. There's a huge hole in the market for really good uh, baked goods, in particular yeah, that are yeah. local and gluten free. Yeah. The problem with a lot, of, it, it's, yeah. it's one of the things I think we found out pandemic time is that because we talk to BC food pros, uh, BC food and uh, production people all the time. We don't have a lot of production of anything in this country. We really don't. Yeah. We don't do we don't do enough of anything. No. And these specific categories, which we could do, um, and I don't know what it is. I, it's because it, they're tough to do, right? Yeah. And sometimes I think you know I watch like government support. Money is dropped in buckets that I don't quite understand, and then you see stuff like this, and you think, well, that's a bucket it should go into, right? Yeah. Do you know what really I mean? Good. Like, yeah, it's yeah, kind of weird, that's exactly. right? Exactly. We talk about it all the time, and yeah, you know, I just don't understand it. I mean, if you're going to protect anything, protect your food chain. Yeah. Like and and do stuff like that. Like produce more at home. Yeah. yeah but exactly. I I I think that's a isn't that a I mean, there's no excuse for it because we should be watching for it. But there's a there's an economic scale thing, right? As you that's that's all you, that it is. That's yeah, all you is. start down this path and and you kind of go. We, we have good intentions, and then you realize, hey, I can make this cheaper if I compromise on a handful of things, and then next thing you know, you've can't compromised on a whole bunch of things, and it's. It's kind of like boiling water, right? Like you just, you know, like cooking that, you're getting cooked in the, in the, the fish in the pot, right? Yeah. You just don't know until you're there that I have a great bottom line, but I, I don't have the product I started with. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I can and our, and our, start to make money know. on this. <laughs> well, and, yeah, exactly. And then the cities we live in, like to, to produce in this city is near impossible. Yeah. Like Vancouver is not. It's hard to do anything in this city. The rents are ridiculous. I think it's hard um, to make a lot of money. Like I think it's not. It's just hard, hard to make to money make sometimes. Money can, it, on this, but yeah. it's hard to make a lot. It's of hard money, to make a lot right? of money. It's hard and, to make it vi- enough to, yeah. to. Why would you do this? Yeah, you could put money. You could put money in the bank and make more, which yeah. is really sad to say because that's really near impossible to do on anything else. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a tough tough gig. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope yeah. they figure it out. I hope they we hope we start to smarten up with it and, and spend a little bit more, more time trying to do more at home. I know we've talked about well, this as Canadians I, I mean, for a million I, years. I think this is something that we do right. Is if we keep talking about it like this, I hope yeah. so. Because you know, like like even on this podcast, right? Like without <clears throat> without kind of being like super excited about our audience, but we are. Is we, we do have a lot of folks who are out there with amazing ideas that are, are trying to make things go right so i think that's For one sure. that if you're an entrepreneur entrepreneur and you're you're banging at this is we need that this is a clear out and out need right like it's it's something we need 
in in our country in our provinces and yeah so if you're thinking about inventing well Beth's yeah. a retailer she's telling yeah. you like in the stores yeah. that she runs yeah. there's a need well, well they don't know yet, we, we I know that introduced well, Beth. you're right <laughs> but like we're telling you that there's needs for this but we also have to have a retail environment that's that's um um, yep. also helpful receptive, and receptive yeah. <laughs> and, and trying to help as well not well yeah. you'll tell us you know what retail's like <laughs> <laughs> exactly but, but we we also like i think we're on like we're kind of on a bad path right now but we're also on a good path because probably the first time in a long time we actually have normal canadians asking about the cost of groceries right <laughs> i was just like, gonna say have, that yeah. you have politicians who are trying to understand groceries yeah. right Right, yeah. like some some better understanding well, at least we're than others, about it. but, <laughs> but yeah. we're talking about it and we're thinking about it, right? Like yeah. this is a good thing, I think. Well, I think so too. Yeah, that's a really good point as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should we should do an intro, so people kind of know who we're talking to, right? Um, are we uh, am I, are we on the podcast already? We are. Oh we yeah, are. we don't waste, we don't waste <laughs> we're any in time and, and going. We we don't. We're kind in of, deep, uh, baby. We're in deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so so we have Beth Potter on. She's the marketing manager at Community Natural Foods, and um, so so she's a she represents or she works at a retailer, and they are this wonderful wonderful um, set of stores. Like I don't. I've been to one. That's that's all I can say. But I don't know if Kenny, you you have more to add. I've been to the, I've been to a store and I've been to the head office. Okay. Okay. Right. But I mean, I'm not really in Calgary, right? I mean, it's it's I'm in Vancouver. We we barely leave our. We're city. neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, we're neighbors, but you know, we'll never see each other. <laughs> I I think the other. I think the other yeah. thing is, you know, we we met Beth through CHFA. Right. Um, because we, the three of us share some common loves, right? Like one is we're all crazy enough to stay in retail and be in it a long time. Um, you know, and, and uh, I think the other thing is all three of us were talking about, you know, how do we help, you know, retail, right? Particularly independent, small retail. Yeah. We, um, view these as kind of pieces of the Canadian landscape that should be there. And, and, you know, they're in a little bit of trouble. So we're, we're trying to make sure that we give it voice. Right. So I think that's the other way. And then honestly, we met Beth and we spent like this wonderful hour together going, damn it. We should have just hit record. That was a wonderful, it's a good podcast, <laughs> but so, never so got we recorded. Asked to come back because we, we wanted to do it again. So, um, so welcome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I've spent my whole career in this, industry uh and yeah feel feel very protective of it i think and also just want to see it thrive for the next generation and yeah so i was introduced to you guys as yeah with a desire to sort of pull together health food retailers i think to talk more as a group i i always say that we need health food retailers like health food stores and as if, if there's less and less of them, I feel like society in general will not think that they're important. So we need all of us together. And so how do we start to have those conversations so that uh, we can all thrive? So, Okay, so yeah, what we want to do is we'd love to hear a bit of your background, like how you got to where you were, um, why you stay in this crazy retail game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it does take, you know, I think we all acknowledge it takes some craziness, right? Because there are lots of moments that we all go, this is insanity. Like there must be a calmer way to live your life, right? Um, but I don't think anyone who's kind of in CPG or retail, you don't really trade it because we love it, right? So anyway, we, we'd love to hear your story. I will shut up now and, and the next kind of 45 minutes is yours. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> My story. I started out a live magazine, uh, which was an amazing introduction to the industry. It was, yeah, not, it's it was a long time ago now. <laughs> um, but yeah, got in, like you, I, I know you guys interviewed Lorna Vanderhaeg, so yeah. she would have worked there. Um doing a different magazine. Uh, just uh, It was just an opportunity for a deep dive. I kind of was the editorial assistant, so I proofed everything. So a great way to learn really fast. Um, just the kind of health side of things, but also just got introduced to everybody. So the Dean Parks of the world really early on and um, Udo, Lorna. So kind of those, you know, the original Joe's, I guess, if you can call right. it that. So, uh, yeah, really. And such, uh, I think I fell in love with the industry at that time because it was always so relational. So it was like you were introduced to everybody else and it was, it just became this community of people that I think had, you know, this desire, like strong desire to really like change the world, like get people really understanding that you know good food good water good air exercise (laughs) that kind of thing were just essential to us all thriving as a society so um yeah you don't really I think once you enter this industry it's pretty hard to leave (laughs) it does it closer the claws kind of just get into you right and it doesn't let you it doesn't let you leave and quite frankly I don't think we really want to leave no 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 Mm. yeah yeah I don't know yeah I mean, some days I, yeah, I mean, you're always curious, right? Like what's on the other side, but yeah, I have yet to, to wander there. So anyway, then I had a journalism degree in this. I kept seeing press releases come through the fax machine. So that was when it was. <laughs> and so I was curious about the PR side. So moved over and worked at a PR firm in Vancouver and they were starting to do some health stuff. And so my first <clears throat> I think two pitches that I sent out to, you know, radio stations across the country were like bowel buddy cookies or wafers and green. Wait, what? Bowel buddy. Bowel buddies. I listed them. (laughs) I remember listening. It was from Abundance, I think. Abundance Naturals. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like, yeah, I was like, if I can spin this into a story that can be radio, then I I found my home. So (laughs) they were high fiber cookie fills. it was eat your fiber really yeah it was, listen you know for- i'm i'm appreciative because i i spent my life on the other side like on the paper and i worked at kimberly clark and places like that so i pun intended i was receptive to what you guys were doing so yeah you- <laughs> yeah geez you said this you just said that, i got a flashback i thought oh my god i remember those right i know i, I remember nice. being pitched and i thought you know as stupid as this sounds this is actually not this is a really good idea. It's better than Metamucil. It's better than <laughs> exactly. that product. This is actually not the worst thing in the world. They eat it. Yeah. All good. Yeah. So that's so funny. 
yeah, it was a good entry in. Um, but yeah, then worked lots of, so then Dean Parks came along and was like, you need to, you need to keep doing this. And so how can, he was at Purity Life, how can we kind of support you to get going? And so had the opportunity to travel. Um, so saw health food stores across the country and lots of people writing books. That was kind of the thing, right? Yeah. There's these celebrities in the industry and they helped build it. And um, yeah, then came across Sam Gracie, which I think was probably the most transform transformative maybe experience for me just working with that company and Sam just literally like is one of the heart was one of the hardest working people I've ever yeah, met. I like Sam. <laughs> he's interesting. Yeah. And I he's very interesting. <laughs> Which is important in a, uh, you need in a personality, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Wait, but wait, I mean I because I don't know him and you're both making that you, face. Is, is there yes. something you can say on a podcast that <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything bad about Sam. No. And I don't he think anybody else probably Greens would. Plus, yeah. yeah. Um and then through Stuart Brown and him they really yeah just uh invested I think in in um educating like Canadians on the basics, right? Like I, the first kind of stuff we did with Sam was like drink water. And I, so that's why I always look at the industry today. I'm like, look how far we've come. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about when Sam came out too, like, you know, we drink water. Nobody was really doing. Yeah. I mean, we talk, we've been vegetables. talking about like, that's a human <laughs> vegetables. And when he came out with greens plus with genuine health, you're thinking, yeah. okay. And then you watch that. I remember the first time you thinking, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drink that sludge. Like, it, yeah. you know what I mean? That's not really the most attractive looking thing when you're first looking at it. Yeah. And then once you start, you're thinking this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like back in the day before there was like flavoring or stevia added, like you just drank the straight drink and people felt better. Like I always 100%. say, yeah, they had a, and yeah, anyway, I always, I always use him as the kind of gold star, Lorna too. I mean, there's so many of them actually, that so just many. literally went. And that's, I think that that's the secret to health food stores today still it's just like connecting with people one-on-one -on -one, like and and just with the amount of energy grit and determination that those guys had <laughs> don't think it's changed that much I just don't know that there's as many people that can have the stamina that those guys had <laughs> so. I don't know if I don't know if it's possible anymore I, I think the world's even changed that, that much I don't know like I don't I don't know can you can you do another Lorna or another Sam or yeah, you know, I, I can think of so many people that, that 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 group. Like, I don't know if that group's replicated. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if it was timing, I mean, the size of the industry, maybe it was everything. Yeah. It's like there's so many different things. It's not. It's just everything. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I look at the guys at Midday Squares, and they seem to have enough energy for. <laughs> oh my! Yes, yeah, enough energy for that the three true. of us again. Another group, yeah, right? That is true. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think it's more than that. I think like. I remember traveling with Sam and him remembering people's names. Yeah. Like, and that sounds like such a basic thing. Right. But I still think that that's like essential to retail. Like, that's a talent. It's, it's a talent, right? Like the number of yeah. people that you, you realize, like when you get good at it, right. Cause you got to like for the rest of, the, of us that are untalented at it, you, you got to work at it. Right. And yeah. then you realize how many like once I started doing it, you realize how many blank faces look back at you, <laughs> and you realize Way easier said than it's done. really yeah. hard, right? Yeah, this right. is actually really hard. Yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I know, uh, like at our stores, like that's, that's the gift of our staff for sure is they Mm -hmm. have that, they make connections with customers one-on-one and that's like we, if we post about one of our, our staff members on social, like with some story about them, like the comments that come after and it's like, okay, this is still totally happening. It's not someone traveling across the country, but I really think it's happening in health food stores all the time, just with the, with the staff. And, you know, we get, we have like amazing customers that call into our customer care department and email us to tell us, I got this, like the best customer service today from, you know, uh, one of our staff and yeah. And we, I probably see those on a weekly basis. Like that someone is, first of all, a customer that actually takes the I time take the to time. call or write in. <laughs> For positive too, because typically and, negative is easy to do, it seems. Yeah. Positive yeah. seems a little harder to do these days, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is like testament awesome. to the, the type of staff, I think, that want to work in a, re, in a health food store and also what is essential to us um, surviving, <laughs> maybe even thriving. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it's, yeah, it is. Uh, it's yeah, such an amazing part of who we are. But but when you're with Sam and all these folks, you're still doing. You're still you're you're writing and you're 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 more on the journalistic side. Is that true? That or, was, or you that was the that was the quite a while ago now. So I did well. I did PR up until about seven years ago, and then now I'm the I do full time kind of marketing for a community. Right. Um. Yeah. And then I just, I write for Bruce Cole, a column on, in his magazine, the Canadian natural health retailer. So you guys should have him on your podcast. He could tell you about every star across Canada. <laughs> oh, we could do that. I like, I, yeah, I, I love, we love the story. So we're, we're all over that. Yeah. 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 No, he's fantastic. And yeah, it, I just write a little column, just kind of uh, it started off as more of like a marketing column. Now they want it more in the trend space, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, just how do you, how do stores kind of stay on top of what's trending and, and then how to kind of implement it at store level. But, and my most recent one is on community, not our store. Just, I just think that that's what health food stores are. Uh, this kind of, I, I think that people call it like a third space, but that idea of it's like a, almost like a home away from home and um community does uh we kind of do this like it's top of mind kind of awareness score on an annual basis or we kind of get that reading I guess for the city mostly to I would say to justify an advertising spend (laughs) uh but um yeah that kind of showed up this year as like as people were talking about community that they kind of call it their place which I thought was really awesome and interesting (laughs) it's just a place that you know it's it's like cheers where everybody knows your name or whatever that yeah (laughs) nice feeling though today's world right yeah yeah like i think and i thought found it really fascinating coming out of COVID that that is what showed up and i think maybe maybe that's come out some of what the pandemic taught us right was that there's certain places in our life that are actually important to us and we want to you know make sure that either people know about it and protect them a little bit so it felt encouraging anyway (laughs) yeah I, I was I was surprised at that like I think I think 
you know, I live in a slightly different place than the two of you, like in Toronto, we're, we're generally uncaring about retailers, right? We kind of like buy stuff wherever we want it. Do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. <laughs> we, we are, we're a cold and heartless bunch. Um, and what we started to see in the pandemic was people rallying around local restaurants, local, you know, um, there's stories like, so there's a, there's an area in Toronto called Baby Village, um, which is, you know, kind of, uh, a little bit like, um, East Van Kenny, right? Like they're, they're these tiny little pockets and they had a, a couple of restaurants where they were starting to, you know, get into trouble. And so people that I know live in the neighborhood, you know, started to buy their groceries from these restaurants, right? Because they realized if I can lend myself to them, I'm going to pay roughly the same price for groceries. So I'm not going to pay more or less, but if I can, if I can lend my power to them, they buy it a little bit, they buy a little bit cheaper. It helps them kind of move through product a little bit faster, keeps them from writing things off. It keeps them in business. Right. And there are a bunch of these kind of like local stories that you hear where they just help restaurants get through it. Right. Like, um, you know, one, one, he said, he said to the, the owner, he said, stop making the full meal, just make me the marinara sauce. Cause I can't make that at home. Right. So right. what do you want awesome. to charge me for yeah. that? Right. Like, you know, cause if I'm going to go buy a can of ragu or whatever it is at the grocery store, what will you charge me for marinara? I'll just I'll buy it from you. You'll make some money off that, you know, keep you in business. Like all these things that I love that though. You know what I mean? Like in our yeah. city, you kind of go, no, like in the old days, you just go, Oh, they're out of business. I'll go there. Right. Like there's another yeah. four stores I can, or four restaurants I can go to, but no, right? Like people actually rallying around favorite stores. It's kind of cool. Like it's it's not something I thought we would ever do in this city. Yeah, it makes yeah. retail feel a lot more relational. Well, and it it, it yeah. is. I just think it's a hundred percent relational. But yeah, you know the other thing that I think taking out of that that well, I don't. I feel like community. We talk about it a lot in struggle is just remaining that like nimble. So that idea of like ah. Oh, this isn't working. Let's just try this thing over here, which actually started mm-hmm. happening right during COVID with so many companies. And it's like, how do you maintain that, you know, that nimble, I keep calling it nimbleness, but like stop fearing, just trying stuff and just yeah. fail really fast if you're going to fail at it and move on to the next thing. But yeah. Are you finding though that, you know, cause you're in, you're in the industry, you guys are, 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 are obviously doing that. You guys do move and try to bob and weave as best you can. I mean, even with, with um, it's three stores right now, not four yet, right? Yeah. yeah so even at three is. stores, it doesn't sound yeah. like a lot, but three stores, it, that, that, it's hard enough to manage one store. Yeah. Like when you get to three, I mean, your nimbleness as you grow becomes a little more problematic. It yeah. It doesn't have to, but it does because it just gets bogged down into yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. You- I think that's where we're at, to be honest. Yeah. Just, I think in that space that we know that we should still be able to be super nimble, but yeah, we have processes and bureaucracy in a sense, right? (laughs) And for the right reasons, like it's not, it's not done with malintent. It just, sometimes it just puts handcuffs and brakes on things that, that shouldn't be. So how, you know, it's even that, like, how do you get around that? Yeah. It's like figuring, I think where to do it. Right. Like we have cafes in our two stores and we used to have um, like a hot bar and a salad bar and, then we went through a renovation of our downtown store during COVID and really at the beginning of COVID. And we're like, oh, I don't know if like 
anyone is ever going to, you know, use a smorgasbord (laughs) (laughs) anymore, right? Like that just felt like the furthest thing from uh, possibility coming out of COVID and not that much ended up changing, but we pulled away from that and uh, changed out. We had a, a big cafe at the front and, you know, we were, that's where we held events, but people like, again, hung out there. And when we renovated, we uh, put in a kiosk to order from and uh, just a little cafe on the side. And we'll be right back. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm good, Kenny. Uh, you, you know, know what, Phil? You know what yeah? I learned today? What? I no longer say OMG in the afternoon. <laughs> Or why in the you... early evenings. You know why, uh, Phil? Why is that? Because I know you're why? dying to know. Why? Ask me yes. why, Phil. Why, Kenny? Why do you know Because now I say, say OGB. 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 Do you want O-G-B. to know what that means, Phil? What does that mean, Kenny? Old growth beverages. Old I have found, mm-hmm. mostly because I'm a part owner, but I have still found it in the house. I have never drank chai it, I'm dead serious. This is the honest goodness to you. Not no more fooling around on this, on, on this because we're going to post this anyway, but no more fooling around. Okay. Honestly, I've never drank chai ever. And I've been drinking a cup of chai a day. I love this stuff. I love the cinnamon. I love the ginger. I love the pepper kick in the background. I, I love it with a little bit of oat milk. I love it with a little almond milk. I love it with a little bit of dairy. But I have been drinking this stuff literally every single day. For OGB, the last couple Kenny. weeks. OGB. OGB, Phil. OGB. Listen, so do you do you spend all that time brewing a nice cup of chai? Because a nice cup of chai takes a ah, couple hours to make. My Phil, no, no, no. Now I'm going to share even something more better for you. All the recipes that we have are, I don't like the word necessarily instant, but I'm going to say instant. They're highly dissolvable. All you have to do, add boiling water, whether it's the chai, the London fog, or the matcha. And we have a couple of new flavors coming next uh, next couple of weeks, but we'll talk about those later. All you have to do is hot water, stir. And literally, you get to drink and consume all the nutrients of the tea leaf. You ingest all the awesome spices. Um, honestly, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. OGB, Phil. OGB. Not OMG anymore, Phil. OGB, OGB. I love it. I love it. And people were like, ah, like I've lost my (laughs) connection to another person and that space to hang out. Right. And also I could come in, get a hot meal really quickly and pick what I wanted in my salad. Now I feel like I'm ordering, like I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. ordering in a restaurant. And so it was, and so it's it's like, like, how do we become nimble and just try stuff in that? Like something like a cafe, we, it, it should be easy to just try stuff right and and uh yeah but it is hard I think it takes like it takes that extra it takes that extra effort maybe at the end of this conversation it's going to be all those like crazy people that kind of got our industry going and just all that energy and like non-stop effort um that is the takeaway like I I always call it grit. I feel like our industry was built on grit. There's tons of grit in our industry, but we can't forget about it. And and uh, I think coming out of COVID, there's people are we're tired. Like retailers, yeah, our staff are tired yeah. still. Yeah. Like I think in general, people are just feeling still tired. And so, um, yeah, it's like how do we 
how do we get the grit? <laughs> well, I think nobody nobody got a, like a lot of people got a break during COVID. It's going to sound terrible because COVID was not fun, obviously. But you got a lot of people ended up being able to stay home. Um, lifestyles change, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But for retail, it actually got worse in some ways in that you had to be actually even at the store more. And, you know, you're, we don't, we didn't know what's going on. Yeah. Like you don't know where this is going. You don't know what this is doing. Um, you're kind of front line without food. It's a little tough to do much in life. Mm-hmm. So it's not like grocery or, or health food stores had an option to close and probably health food stores, even a little bit more in that a traditional grocery, you go in and buy your goods. You never expect to get help anyway. But if you were worried about um, the true health aspects of it or yeah. how to stay healthier, where are you going to go? Well, yeah. And like I said, I feel like our industry is based, you know, built on like relationships, like mm-hmm. community, which <laughs> I really don't mean it as our brand name. I literally just think it is a space for people to get together. We uh, like community natural foods was really built on education and um I think just, I mean, long before I was at community, just did the, an amazing job of it, right? Like just right. lots of op- educational opportunities. And, you know, to pull that, push that all online was great. We we did it. And now we have really great regular online events uh, that there's no way we could get rid of. Like the attendance is great. People are used to it, right? They want right. to learn when they want. Um, well, podcasts, I'm sure. <laughs> you well, guys have too, yeah. right? Yeah. It opens but up a it space was, where you can do it anytime, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like bringing back those in-person pieces. So we started bringing back events, maybe in a smaller setting, but just so people could really just like do stuff together and talk. Do people and really want it still? Or are they still craving it? Really, like, do you really feel yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So we do both. And uh, I would say both do well now. Like we'll have... Um, we call them more like how to's in person uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, because, you know, then it's like hands on people are learning just how to do stuff, which I also think there's, I think that that just that, uh, that also grew during COVID like this desire to know how to do things for yourself. So you weren't mm-hmm. so reliant on other people. I mm-hmm. think that makers kind of movement is really hot now. Um, yeah. And then, and then uh, webinars are still, doing really well we just did this this uh it was called a 21 day kick sugar program with a, a practitioner she actually moved to montreal but um could do it for us because the joy of technology now um we had seven thousand people sign up to be what <laughs> holy shit seriously yeah that's a small town Seven thousand people isn't that oh. insane? I mean, hey, just yeah, hundred finished it, but <laughs> doesn't matter though. I mean, like, it's, again, at least it's showing that there is interest out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a sad part, Beth. Sometimes I think the I think like if because you've been around long enough and you've seen it too. Like I remember walk walking even Expo in the early two thousands, or going to CHFA like when it was, it wasn't the size it was now. Yeah. And this industry has always been really good at, at pushing forward and trying new things. and But it was also really good at pissing and moaning and worrying about shit. And you always wanted to tell everybody, like, guys, I, that's important. And you need to know the negatives because to see a negative, you can bounce over yeah. it. You don't want to pop, bump into it. It'd be nice to see it before it happens. But 
we have a lot to offer, right? There's a lot yeah. uh, of good in here. Like, yeah, let's focus on on the stuff we can do well yeah. that the other yeah. guys can't do at all. Yeah. Never mind well at all. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think, uh, I mean, there's real challenges for health food stores. I don't think that we, we you know, we can sugarcoat that. No, you can't gloss it yeah and i think understanding staffing models you know yeah. in that in this state are you know that's just all stuff that we need to figure out and actually that was kind of what tweaked the 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 desire to get health food retailers together as more of a collective was just um i was in a meeting and uh like part of a retail group for um the chfa and it was like Oh, coming out of COVID, these health food retailers are still asking us for like education and like having people come like education for staff and also consumers and and demos. And, you know, at what point do we kind of pull back on that? Because, you know, hey, the sales and health food are not growing at the rate that they're growing in mass for us. And a very honest conversation and appreciate it. And it was just like, wow, that's like the lifeblood of a health food store, like educating staff and educating consumers. And that would be, that would be a shame for both for health food stores. But I also really think that in the vendor or on the product side, there's still something that uh, there's still like a validation that comes with a product, even if it's in massive, it shows up in a health food store as well. And yeah. that you're educating the staff who are educating your consumers one by one right. on, on why they buy your product. And for us, yeah, they'll buy it from us once, twice, you know, when they're, when it's convenient for them. And we know they're going to buy it, you know, at uh, a grocery store uh, in the meantime, right? Because it makes sense. It's in your, it's on your road or whatever it is. Yeah. Like we all are busy. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it was just a wake up call for me that, wow, the industry's changed that much that there's even this thought that maybe this isn't relevant for, or this just isn't a good use of marketing <clears throat> dollars anymore. So I think the sad uh, part though, Beth, is I think is, and it's probably, it's happens in the States a little bit too, but probably in our country more so than than others is we don't have a lot of um competition we don't like in in the mass level so if you're a vendor on and you're in mass it's difficult because the the financial requirements are are huge the pressure to perform is obviously there so i if i think what i i i think that i think what i think what a lot of them think is that as good as that might be I'm just going to squeeze to death by these other people. Yeah. And if 85% of the population is shopping in those stores and I'm getting squeezed anyway, I don't have much left. What little I have left, they seem to either pocket because they're trying to survive or yeah. they're pumping it back into mass. And I think we've sort of lost that, that part of, of, of how does it come back into community, like our community, as well as community, the entity community yeah, natural, yeah. like how do, like, how do we make it compelling like as retailers, because I'm still a retailer too, like how do we make it compelling for brands to say, no, we don't mind allocating some funds to yeah. you guys because we see the value. Because I don't think they don't see it. No, I no, I don't either. squeezed to death. Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think it's just figuring out like where is the money 
you know, where are the dollars best spent? Is it in, you know, in, in deals? Is it in education? Is it in, you know, marketing support? Is it, you know, like we have some um, vendors that we've done great kind of marketing stuff with, like out of the box, maybe a little bit like uh, we're doing, you know, a radio campaign with Floridex right now where it really is like educational. And then, you know, at the end of it, it just says it's available at Community Natural Foods and Mm -hmm. share the cost of that. We're like, let's you know, let's share it. And then, you know, let's measure it. Let's make, we'll all do everything I can to promote your product in store. Like it will be very clear to consumers. Right. Um, you know, and they, as soon as they walk in the door that we're doing something with you, but those, those partnerships, I think, and like I said, figuring out where to best spend the dollars and be able to measure it. Like say, what's the goal for, you know, in sales. And I, I know f- for us, when we let our staff know that, they, they're they all over it. So they love the fact that, you know, there's a vendor that is supporting community natural foods. They'll do everything they can to move that product <laughs> off the shelf. So yeah. I think I think from the I'm, I'm going to take a bit of the brand view, right? You're both retailers um, and my background is much stronger on the brand side. But I think where there's some serious value that I think brands, they know it, but they don't, they kind of fail to capitalize I think when you go, your health food stores is where you find your, um, your fast adopter, right? You, you, these are the people that are looking for a problem. They have a problem. They're looking for a solution. They come to the health store because that's where they get answers. And I think the first part of every marketing campaign needs to be about knowing what the answers are. So I feel like that's where brands, if you're getting squeezed to death, the beginning is still really good in the middle, right? Is if you're getting squeezed to death by the mass, you you still, you can go to the big guy and you can sell stuff, but you don't have any answers. You're not connected to a consumer. You have no idea. You know, is it just because it happened to be in the right place on shelves that it got sold or is it because somebody else had one in their basket and that's why they bought it? Or, you know, right. like you, you really don't have a ton of answers. You get to health stores because health stores give you the answers, right? Like mm-hmm. I've never, you know, like all the brands I've worked on, if they're in health food stores, that's where I figure out, like you spend a day in a health food, in a bunch of health food stores, you know what is wrong with your product because health food people will tell you that first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty quickly. Too. And then, yeah, pretty quickly. Right. And then they'll tell you how to fix it. And then you find out like what they're selling it on. Right. Like, and I feel like that's the part that brands forget, right. Because they go, I'm getting squeezed to death by a big guy. I'm going to pull back. No, yeah. what you need to do is lean into the support because that's where you get your answers from. So if a big guy squeezing you, your answers lie in the health food stores. They're the ones that are going to tell you, here's how you, here's how you crank up marketing everywhere else, right? These are the kind of things you need to amplify, right? Like, I think that's the part that's always missing in this equation. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, good and, point. you know, as there's less and less sales people uh, traveling around to stores, I think mm-hmm. that sometimes that can, yeah, get lost. Um I know like when we do research, like it's someone tells you to go to community natural foods, whether it's your practitioner or your friend or your mother or your sister, whoever it is, right? Like that's 
for all the advertising and everything else that we do, it literally comes down to somebody told someone to go there and that's why they went. And uh, we're going back to doing that even just as from an advertising side as we're really investing in kind of community engagement and going back Mm. to practitioners and restaurants and gyms and all of the places where we can where our people (laughs) live and it's like let's work together like we'll talk about you and you can talk about us and and yeah that's I mean that's how people learn about products right like they come into a health food store there's a story that goes with it I always think it always Mm -hmm. comes back to write a story um that someone shares with someone else and those like you said those kind of I forget what the CHFA calls them, the wellness super shopper. Oh, the, uh, the super <laughs> consumer, yeah. super shopper, super consumer. Yeah, something like I think. that. Yeah. Yes. Those guys, <laughs> those guys are what is growing yeah. your brand, right? Like they're yeah, the right. ones that are going to tell everyone they know, whether they like it or not, that they need this product. So, yeah. I think it's just something incumbent on brands that you just have to force allocate some funds um to this side it's just it's i know and i get it. i know it's tough listing fees are huge uh, co-op yeah. dollars are huge yeah. um you're getting squeezed on price like there's it's it's shitty in mass it really is it's a tough it's a tough gig volume's yeah. there for sure we get it but it's not it's not easy and then on the on this side it's not easy either because they're here thinking jesus christ these people want education they want this they want yeah. that and I the sales just that. aren't 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 as strong as they are on the other side but I think to Phil's point and, and we, exactly what you were saying too, but the story and the education and really that sort of grassroots understanding your product still lies in, in sort of the independence. But, but I think that's where, where sits, right? But Kenny, I think that's where I'm going to is I, I think if you're thinking about this as an ad spend, I think that there's another way around this is yeah. this is, this is where the, the, if you if you're running out of ad spend because you've got a big guy stepping on your neck, where typically brands have budgets and they have no idea how to get the money or how to utilize it is things like consumer research. So this is a great place for you to be able to take a like dust the cobwebs off a a, a, a consumer research bucket that everyone goes. I'll wait till the last minute. I didn't have research. I'm going to scoop it and use it on a flyer. Well, no, right? Because you can use that bucket and turn it into something that health food stores can help you with, Mm -hmm. right? Because now it becomes something that you can derive from health food stores and health food stores can turn that into a marketing initiative that helps you build the business, right? Like it's a win-win for both sides, right? Because very few small, medium brands have any insight whatsoever, right? Like they, they have nothing. They don't, they don't, they know what they know because they wander around and, and just collect things off social media. But this is a, this is a yeah. place to actually spend some money and, and help health food stores and also get insight back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also, yeah. I mean, from my perspective anyway, really knowing what the vendor community really wants from us. Like yeah. there's lots of, I mean, a lot of health food stores have lots of data. Um, so, you know, ask, how's my product doing? What's a basket look like that my product is in? What, you know, type of consumer. And even better than that is spend time in the store and demo your product. Like there's not, (laughs) I agree. Health food retailers, also consumers of health food stores feel like, I, I feel like they feel more open to 
express <laughs> pleasure and displeasure. They, they <laughs> so, definitely have the ability to tell you how they feel. Pretty vocal. <laughs> right? So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's uh, what better way to find out whether or not you're on track or not. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm like the demo. I I feel like I, yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm always talking about demos with our staff because it felt to me like the quickest way to get back into something that was experiential for customers. And um, I was telling them like when Trader Joe's launched demos, like at, I think it was probably around maybe American Thanksgiving last year, but uh, it literally got national news coverage in the U.S. Like, People Magazine, the, like Today Show, CNN, like you name it. I put them all up on the screen. I was like, guys, this is like people are so excited about this like free sample program at Trader Joe's. There must be something to this. <laughs> Let's get demos going. <laughs> when when that happened, my kids, my kids love Trader Joe's, right? Like we, we go to the U.S. We, we've Joe's. been there. <laughs> they, but they like, and like, so like 15, 16 and 20. Okay. And they were like, can we go? Where's the closest Trader Joe's? Like, can we just drive there? And so, like, we want to go and taste the demos, right? And I was like, we're not. Yes, I want that too. But yeah, we're it's all over TikTok, all over to Trader Joe's, right? Like, it's not. <laughs> but yeah. It's... But there's like something magical there. And it yeah, was like, yeah. okay, this like that's experience right like they're just craving some sort of experience they you know and they have yeah cool products that they try and they're nimble they try stuff and they, but they try stuff i think that's the difference yeah. they try stuff that's yeah. i think what happens is i mean we've been in this industry a long time it, it, again putting up the walls and talking about all the negative is important because i think you need to see it but you can't stop there and our industry has had a propensity to stop at times yeah. and say, and then they just piss and moan. You think, guys, okay, we we understand that we, we're we're all there, yeah, we all get it. <clears throat> now what though? Yeah, like and get we to were, the now what? Let's do something about it. Yeah, like we were built on like I feel like we call it trailblazing. Like that's our industry. Like we we plowed. Absolutely. you know the 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 path and so why would we stop doing that now exactly like how do we, that's why i want to get us all together and be like the rally i think there's i think there's say. i think there's value to it and, you know I, and, you know <clears throat> i'm sure you've talked and we've talked to even the chfa about it is that yeah. these organizations were built to do that and then over the years they they lost that too yeah they had i mean they just became something that you paid into and you got something back you got a couple trade shows a year which is fine um, yeah. but it's really not it's not what it's designed to do and it's not enough yeah you need more stuff like i love the fact that aaron and his team are doing research research yeah. and yeah. they're showing us things now and you've got data for your industry and you can't yeah. lie you can't say you don't know anymore you don't have you have it now yeah so how do we get together and use it together so we actually can grow this industry yeah. Or protect it at least at bare minimum keep it as it is but protect it yeah i think that's it i i, I always kind <clears> of <throat> i summarize it as like we just need to know what winning looks like right, right. and then we can rally kind of around what that is and because i do think we just need to we need to celebrate those things so like 
what are those KPIs that show that we're winning? Mm-hmm. Like it, of course, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line, but what right. are the other pieces that are essential to a health food store thriving? Like, is it engagement with customers? Okay, like let's figure out a way as a, a group to measure that so that we can celebrate that with our staff and the industry as a whole. Like if it's lives changed, like let's figure out a way to celebrate that, right. measure it and celebrate it, right? So. Yeah, I, so I actually really love that. I love your KPI idea because I think the other thing it does is, you know, as retailers, we get we get um, a little protective, right? Because vendors are all over the place. They show up, you know, when they're not supposed to. They <laughs> they call you when you don't want them to call you. But they are really clever because they're all motivated by sales, right? And so if you had KPIs to be able to put out things to say, here's what winning looks like. And then here's where we're not winning. A clever brand will come to you and say, I figured it out, right? Like I spent the weekend thinking about it. I need incremental sales. You need incremental. You want to win here. Here's how I fit in that little puzzle piece to help you and me win. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's the other thing that like on the brand side, they're always kind of good, but it's overwhelming for buyers, right? Or for retailers is when you get, a couple of thousand eyes going, hi, hi, what, what, what do you need? What do you, what do you, I got what you need. Like go list my product. You're like, stop. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think having those would really help. Yeah. We, I have one example of that working in a little yeah. bit of way, but with genuine health, actually, I think they had, their sales had started to really soften in our stores over the years. Staff turnover, don't really know the story. You know, mm. I'm like, I love Greens Plus, so everyone in my stores knows that, but I'm not enough. And, you know, so, but they were, came to the table with like, hey, we want to do this campaign at kind of near, nearing the end of COVID where we're like, we just care about the customer. Like we want to greet them when they come in. We want to give them a bag with some freebies in it, offer them like, um, you know, a green drink, or I think they had cough, like coffee with collagen. It's free. And they really, they were like, they understood like we were, you know, dying to be able to engage again with customers. So they came to the table to say, like, we've got this, okay, we've got this idea that we can help you, um, you know, do that. And at the same time, they kind of came in the back way and got a chance to sit down with all of our staff, tell their story, you know, Stuart got to tell the story of how, why, you know, he started his company and, you know, so it started to build that like love for the com- the brand um, from the staff side. And also they came to the table with a solution to a problem in retail um, when we needed them. And their sales are continuously, you know, going back up now that it was just, yeah, it was How exactly amazing what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not even difficult, right? Like just, yeah. but I think a willingness on both sides to say, let's try something. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> like, yeah. it is a little hard to try demos and give things to people during COVID, but let's try. <laughs> well, there's ways around things. You just got to try to find the workaround, right? Yeah. But you got to be willing to do it. Yeah. And again, I think I think it's just having um, a vendor and a retailer who actually want to partner because it's an yeah. overused word and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Right. It's truly getting back to it's, you know, it does not always have to be adversarial. It doesn't always have to be you know um well just adversarial like there there you have to work together we kind of need each other yeah and our the staff on the floor love it right if you can say sure. hey we have this goal 
that like that makes their day too right and then they also get to see at the end of it like i did x y and z and it resulted in this like that's yeah so i think that understanding the kpis and being able to report on them it makes everybody accountable but in a good way and it allows us to celebrate things when we win and also i think maybe shift really quickly when something isn't working no, i agree what what kind of kpis like what kinds of things should we be kind of you know tracking or or you know like if you're thinking about what a scorecard might look like for retailers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my <laughs> dream was always kind of like, the, you know, that staples button. I don't know what it says on it, but anyway, that red button. And it was like, how could you get that so that when someone's leaving the store, they could push that if they were like, I had an amazing experience today, right? Like that to me would be mm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we have it because we have a customer care department. So like I said this, like they're called do it right or did it right um notes that come to us we get um the opposite ones too but just like being able to say over the course of a year like this is the number of you know did it rights that came in and so i think that's one kpi i like i really strongly believe that um our at least for community natural foods like our customers come to us because they care they understand that the health of the planet is essential to wellness for everybody. And so figuring out some sort of sustainability goals and being able to measure those and tell people, I think is really important, whether it's reducing food waste, um, you know, supporting and celebrating brands that are really looking into better packaging. Um, Yeah, I think organic and Mm. regenerative is huge and being able to kind of just yeah, set some benchmarks for yourself as a company and be able to measure against those. Because you know what? It's going to get all the staff involved because uh, it, when it's something like that. And yeah. yeah, I think it's really, really essential to, well, like that next consumer, right? Like the Gen Z consumer, like, thank goodness they're coming along. I love that generation. I feel like they're the next health food hippie you know, generate the, yeah. the generation that started yeah. the health food movement is back. <laughs> they are. Uh, They're an enlightened bunch, right? They seek education. They look for, they test to make sure brands are genuine, right? Like they're, the authenticity of, of, of the whole thing comes back yeah. with this group. Yeah. Like they, they don't like, money. they don't like the bullshit, right? They don't yeah. like they're, to be, they're a they much just... better shopper than this generation. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> like this generation was all about right? pretty packaging oh, and, you know, cool. I'll one, buy it. The commercial looked great. Right? Like, <laughs> they had to. They were on TV. It's got to be true. <laughs> yeah. So they had a big job to do, but I feel like they are like all in and well, ready. They seem to... to be. Yeah. They do. They yeah. seem to have a different mindset. And it's probably because, I mean, you know, the world's not in the best position it's been in. Um, and I think, you know what, they're trying to get us to focus a little bit more on it because anything's fixable. Yeah. But we got to just start fixing it. Yeah. And I think they're the group that is saying the same move, even within in the food side or whatever, right? Is you know, all this crap you're putting into boxes and bags really isn't that good. We want you to put better stuff. And they're telling us what they want. And they're forcing yeah. you as a retailer and us as, you know, brands or whatever to satisfy this need that that's there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I think it's uh 
it's super important. And, it, you know, the staff that are coming into health food stores now are definitely pushing that as well, which is fantastic. It's awesome. So it has, it's definitely from the ground up, like, yeah. um, but I think that you can figure out what those KPIs, KPIs are when it comes to that sustainability piece. Um, yeah, I think understanding how many people you're actually engaging with. Like when we talk about staff on the floor and we're struggling, right, to figure out what that staffing model needs to look like for a health food store as sales are down. How can you actually like figure out what true engagement was and what right. and and the kind of direct relation to sales, which is not something that we've been able to to <laughs> to crack yet, but is like a top we have to do it. I mean, we have a new, you know, we have an ownership group. Uh, that's like, hey, they they're they've been fantastic. So Calgary Co-op, um, because they know there's something super special about community, and they don't quite know what it is. Like they'll say that we don't know right. what it is. There's this. You guys have this weird staffing model. This like, you know, you talk about caring for people and planet, and that's like the number one thing. That <laughs> And they care about all that stuff too. It's just like generally not right at the top of the list. Yeah. And so they've been really good at saying like, we're not going to, we don't want to damage this thing, right? Like we don't want to pull something out that is is actually what made it special. Um, but I think we have a responsibility back to them to say, like we can actually show. <laughs> that. Well, this it's still is- business. I mean, at the end of the day, this is still business and business needs to be yeah. sustainable. Like you have to, you, you have to show a profit. You have to be, you have to yeah. sell stuff. You have to make money. It's, it's what yeah. sustains it for for your staff and for your vendors and you know and ultimately for your ownership, right? It's part of it. Yeah. But it's yeah. nice to see this not getting lost just in the the in the numbers that there, there is a way to achieve a number that could be different than yeah. just selling a bunch of crap cheap. Yeah. Which Calgary Co-op, thank God, doesn't do either. Their stores are are actually. We're they're pretty a, aligned, a little different. Right? In so yeah, many they're ways. pretty like, cool. They're like seriously, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I always worry about them too because they're just ripe to be picked by somebody, and then you look and think, oh shit, if that happens, then there's another independent. Yeah. That yeah. We, that we lose, or we lose that that entity, that field, because they're 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 different. They're a little they're cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I think so. there's another neat opportunity as well as if you think of like the shopping habits that are changing a little bit right now is we're all cherry picking deals. We're so the amount of driving from to and from different retail stores (laughs) has increased. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, And I think that there's an opportunity, you know, cause that's, that's one of these things where you kind of go originally it's, you know, a health food store is a destination, right? You go because you're seeking answers to problems, but somewhere in there, between you know kind of like brands looking for opportunities um there might be an opportunity for you to start driving to add a location to a consumer who's already driving right like i know you know i i was going to two outlets now i go to four or five there is a hundred percent a health food store along your route now you just need to add it do you know what i mean like i i think that there's something in there that you know collectively retail could figure out like how how do we do this how do we embed that local store into your route so that it's yeah. not it's not just a destination it is part of your route like you 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 do the shop there as well right yeah 
I think for so long. So we've seen that. Um, yeah. We've seen like the broader, I mean, Calgary Co-op would know that consumers are shopping more mm-hmm. locations now, just in general in Calgary. But you know what? We've seen um, like a 10% increase in new members shopping wow. with us this fiscal year. And we've been, we've definitely done more advertising to actually kind of do exactly what you're saying is let's at least remind people that we're a stop along the route. Yeah. Um, we've also increased like promotional activity for so long. We were all told, right. That don't worry about price. Don't worry about price. That's so not the case anymore. So no. like figuring out a promotional strategy is really important. Right. And reminding people of it. And yeah, so I think that more than anything, we're getting the increase in members because we they're they're like, okay, I can at least stop in and buy X. Right? Yeah. I mean, well, they're seeing the they're seeing the value that that's there. Yeah. The you just had to tell them that the it was there. The smaller, so you know they're going more places. They're literally cherry picking you. But it's like, okay, if we can, that and that's okay. why I am so hungry for like the demo experience and the event experience and all that in store because I'm right. like we. We have this like little chance to make it memorable. So let's do it. Like, Right. I always tell people too, like a deal doesn't mean you have to get down to Costco or superstore pricing. That's not what a deal is. Deal means, you know, talking to your vendor, see if you can get a little bit of a break, pass the break on. Yeah. Not rocket science. All it is, is passing the break on. If you got a 10% reduction, throw it back to the, throw it back to me on the other end. Yeah. Right. Maybe your margin, you know, your margin percentage might be a little less here and there but you're still selling stuff. Like at the end of the day, it's money in the till yep. that, that drives the day. It's not, well, and, you know, your percentage. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's my, the marketing side going, my job is to get them to the door, but I'm like, once they're there, we have an, op- we, it's, we have, well, give me a compelling reason to stay there. Put something else in your basket. Just exactly. oh my, my, but, but you know yeah. what though, you, you have amazing staff, right? So pound for pound, yeah. if, if you get a hundred people into the store, Oh my gosh, your staff, like you'll sell most of them. If not, yeah, all of them. you're going to convert We're, your conversion absolutely. rates are probably so much higher than be. everybody else's. Right. Just because you have amazing yeah. staff, right. Well, you just got to get them to the door. Right. Like, you know what happens if you go into yeah. a big box, I mean, you're not going to find anybody. You're not even finding cashiers now because they've gone all to automation. Yeah. Like even yeah. that part's lost. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, there's yeah. so much more that, that you, you can do in small, independent grocery health food. Like you can, it's just, the channel is just a cool channel. Yeah. We just got to yeah. stop the pissing and moaning and really That's right. focus That's right. on the wins. There's a lot of wins. out. Let me, again, you got to know the roadblocks. I'm all over it. But yeah. knock them down then. That's half the fun of it. So are we going to tell retailers that they need to come in? Are you guys, where are you guys going to be set up at CHP? Do you have a, are you in that? No. We don't know. We're, we're, I mean, look for the podcast for sure. So this commerce life will be there. Um, we're, we're going to be podcasting from the show and then I well, think we're, we're going to be everywhere. We have to be selling. Yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah, we, have yeah. Pro- we have a product line too yeah. that we have to represent at this, at the, yeah. At the booth, but you got to wear lots show. of hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, way too many hats. It, it and would plus be, we're a retailer. Yeah. It, it would, uh, yeah. We, we wouldn't be, too. we wouldn't be us if we weren't walking around trying to do 18,000 things all no, at exactly. the same time. Yeah, that's half the fun. Yeah. Beth, right, well, thank you. I you're going to be in the show, in right? We're, wa- yeah. we're walking oh, yeah. the show. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's, yeah. Let's, we'll, uh, we'll find you or you find us. Like, it'll it'll be amazing. It'll ping be us. So you fun. have all our deets on on, yeah. uh, on email. Tech. Yeah. Just ping us. I mean, I'm, my phone's always with me. His phone's always with him. So Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Be cool. Awesome. Beth, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. That was fantastic. I mean, that was really nice to to have a chat with you. Yeah. 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 No, thank you guys very much. And come see us. Come to Calgary. Well, well, uh, mountains are in the way. I know, but they're so beautiful. I I don't have any mountains in the way. (laughs) For me, it's it's like, I just need to get past a couple of hills in the Canadian Shields and then it's all prairies, right? So it's all good. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, for now, I... Yeah, I look forward to meeting you guys in person. So, likewise. We love awesome it. work. I've been enjoying the podcast. I've been oh, thanks, Beth. I'm deep that. diving on it. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Beth, All right. Have a great day. Phil, have a wonderful around. day. Yeah. Okay. Beth, take care. Bye, Beth. Bye. Bye. What a lovely lady. Isn't that wonderful? See, that's yeah. a nice way to start the morning. Yeah, that's a really nice way to start yeah. the morning. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of stuff. It's very there. cool. There's a lot of opportunity. What I yeah. like about her, she does, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's always the same. It's just, it's so hard. I mean, this is where I wish we had just a little different landscape and a little more competition in this country. Cause this is but, where it, you really see it. It was really difficult because when we talk about the brands wanting to participate and do things when you are um, an important, but a small part brands will typically go to big ponds right and that's the shitty part but, but i think so so i do think i actually feel more and more strongly after we started talking about this but i think if you're a brand and you're listening to this um no disrespect right like i think i think health food stores you know because they're smaller accounts they draw more junior folks right that's where you kind of have yep. uh, folks cut their teeth but i think that <clears throat> when you get down to it somewhere along the way you've got to get someone who understands those bits around consumer research and consumer marketing you you've got to get involved here right because there is a there is an opportunity for you to run consumer research in stores pay some marketing dollars for consumer research but that the store these health food stores can then turn into marketing and experiential dollars on the other end um if if, uh if you don't know what that looks like you know like paying us i don't exactly know what it looks like but i'm sure we could between kenny and i we could we could figure out that idea for you i know what i would like i mean i'm not a health food store per se but i'm a small independent grocer and we do carry a lot of healthier things not health food like like um like beth but yeah at the end of the day i can tell you what we would love to right. have out yeah. of you the problem sometimes though to what you said though is is it's even how independence and health food stores are treated if if that's where you cut your teeth but the the whole thing is to get in and get out fast i think even as brands or um uh well brands you, you've missed the sort of point is that you actually should send sometimes you're more experienced people into there. I know the numbers come from mass. I'm not stupid. I get it. Yeah. But those numbers are typically, it's a lot of paperwork numbers. Yeah. If you really want to know to your point, well, you guys, we said in the podcast, but if you're how your brand is doing, come to the independence and the health food. They'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. They'll tell you why it's not selling. Yeah. And I, I right? think that's in their like, stores. I, now I, I, they yeah. may be selling in the others, but yeah. I'm going to tell you, just so we're all clear. It's going to catch up. Yeah. Right. Yep. Things have a tendency to go up and down, yep. right? And yeah. If if the independents and the little guys aren't selling because it's either too expensive in their stores, which means you're blowing your brains out of mass, that's not long term sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. If the independents are telling, listen, we get a lot of people, it's this 
come back and there's taste issues, it's going to catch you on the other side too. The sales will stop. Hundred percent. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, I I think there's I think if you're wondering or you're thinking about how to partner with these guys, right? Because there are going to be a bunch of brands that will go, no, it's not true. We love these guys, but we don't necessarily. This is an opening point. I think I think there are some things here that you could do along those lines that start to help the stores, but also exactly. help you in the process. Exactly. That's all. An Very idea cool. starter. Idea starters. Ah. I like those. Um, we are like um, an hour 10 into this. Yeah, we um, lost everybody. If you're still around, thank you thank for listening. You. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>